All right, Jeremy, what do you have today? Impeachment scam. Ooh, I have Democrats terrified that their toilets won't get cleaned. And I have bugs. Okay, people, let's begin. Get up, everybody. Happy Friday. Are you ready to be baited with the truth? Good, because you're listening to the Truth Bait Podcast. I'm documentary filmmaker and podcaster Andrew Marcus. And with me always as we deconstruct America's propaganda war and reconstruct America's cultural narrative in our image is documentary filmmaker, podcaster, one and only rebel pundit, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Siegel. Ooh, I that timed was shorter that. than last time. I timed that perfectly. That was timed it was, perfectly. It was, it was shorter though than last time. I don't feel so much like a wrestler. Yeah, my Jeremy like Siegel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Today I was going I for. Like I'm getting excellent. It was more at like this is an so. ab. Welcome to Jeremy, the average podcaster, Siegel. <laughs> You are much more than average, Jeremy Siegel. Jeremy, happy Friday. How was your week? Uh, my Ooh. week what is yeah, that? It was great. What does that sound? Oh, those are bees. Sounds like a, sw- Sounds like a swarm of bees. What was going on? You had you were you were swarmed by bees, weren't you? I was uh I worked, I was so tired because I wasn't even, I was going to sit down for this show. And, but when I heard the music, I couldn't help but stand up because you always say, get up everybody. So then I got up and I started dancing. Is that how I sound when I say it it too? Here's what I want everyone to uh, listen to this show at (laughs) 1.5 because Jeremy's (laughs) very tired. He's been working with bees. I'm very tired. I was working in a commercial apiary. I put a whole day in. Why did you do that? What were you doing? Were you learning? Just learning. Yep. Just off. I'm uh, uh, I'm a commercial queen dealer that I know. (laughs) So he deals and traffics in queen bees. I so asked if I could, you know, take a, you know, take a some take some time in his bee yard and uh, just try to acquire some skill and knowledge. For people who may be to new to the podcast, Jeremy, in addition to raising, I think, 15 children, uh, 72 chickens, um, I, I think you have 13 dogs, if I'm not mistaken, and you have, uh, is it six beehives? I've... 13 beehives. You have 13 beehives? I made up all yep. of the other numbers. And I, I was trying You're to be really accurate close. with the <laughs> There are, I think there are 72 chickens. I just got 24 guinea hens. Uh we're I don't know, we're well over 100 birds right now. 
Wow. Of course, at least half of them are going in the freezer in, you know, maybe seven or eight weeks. Are you planning to like to sell any of these birds or are you going to trade or what's going to happen? That's a lot. That's that is the most poultry I've heard of you doing. We do 50 a year. So there's usually, you know, they go in our freezer and then whoever helps to slaughter them, like, you know, give some away. And uh, yeah. Can we please do an episode of you slaughtering this year for the Truth Bait (laughs) podcast? Our audience would love to have an episode dedicated to the slaughter of your chickens. Uh, But you you could come and do a documentary, maybe. It would be fun. I think we could. So yeah, it. I worked. Yeah. I went and worked in a commercial apiary just to uh, try to, you know, build up my skills. Of course, that has drained my energy. And just out uh, of curiosity, when you do that, are you are you in the way? Are you are you bit just standing back and learning, or are you do you know enough that you can actually, you know, basically just go in there and contribute? Yeah, I went in and contributed. I made. Uh, yeah, I I was. I was I was well well inside the hives. So uh again I have audio from that. Is that what it sounded like? <laughs> I got stung three times oh. while I was there. Uh which I am getting somewhat immune to. Except the one on the knuckle. The knuckle is a hard place to take a sting. Where were you stung? Tell tell me where you were stung. Knuckle, uh pointer finger. And then there was a bee inside my sleeve. Must have been in my sleeve for like an hour and a half. And then finally decided to sting me when I was taking my jacket off. <laughs> he so, decided, I'm not getting was, out. <laughs> well, it was a she. It was a she. Sorry, she. <laughs> she, her. Wait, I thought the queen, and, aren't uh, the queens the she, hers? Wait, are there any all men? she, hers. Are there any men in there these are. hives? Yep, there are drones. The drones don't do anything. Their whole purpose is they go out and fly and mate with the queen. They have no stinger. That is how I know this was a she, her worker bee. Gotcha. Uh, Because a drone would not have been able to sting me. You can pick them up and play with them if you like. They don't have a stinger. Well, at any rate, she went kamikaze. Yeah, it was a suicide, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it was a suicide because it was like there was no reason. She wasn't even defending the hive at this point. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it happens. You get used to it. After 20 or 30 stings in the spring, they stop bothering you. Did you even like, did you flinch when you were stung? No, you just keep going. You get used to it, and you just, it's because it, you don't want to show hurts. fear. Or they're going to come at you. Yeah. It, it, well, then the this one colony was crazy. I mean, they they have an alarm pheromone, so when they're mad, and this colony was mad because it didn't have a queen, and I was messing with it, and then all of a sudden you smell bananas. What? Yeah, they send off this alarm pheromone, and it's like a this wafting smell of bananas comes up out of the hive, and it's all you can smell is bananas. It's basically bee farts. Uh, Flatulence. No, it's it's pheromone. Where does it emanate? Where That's does it gross. emanate out of? This is the, uh, their feet. Really? Yeah, their foot pads. Hmm. Okay, well, well that's, that's not I where I am. So, anyway, but you know, I was gonna play. I have this clip that I was gonna play at the end of the show, but given this discussion, I think I should play it right now. Yes, for sure. It's a good. It's a good segue. 
Are you re- so? What do you what do you get from your bees? Why do you uh, keep we, the bees? So we get honey. Okay, the bees make honey. We also get pollen. Do you ever uh, eat the bees? No. However, I have heard of some beekeepers eating the larva. Well, yeah. It's, I'm sure you're aware that the movement to the, transition human beings to bugs is uh, well underway, and the propaganda that accompanies this type of movement is also well underway. I have this clip from CBS Saturday Morning, so this was a network broadcast. Well, hold on. By the way, the beekeepers, by the way, the beekeepers yeah, here, I'll do the that bell. We do the bell I have heard... The beekeepers that I have heard admit to trying their bee larvae to eat it, they have all said it was gross and they wouldn't do it again. Hmm. There must be something you can get out of it. There must be some worse. I don't think the reason they, they try it is it because the correct way yet. That's they got to keep nah, going. Yeah. Keep they, well, the the workers feed it like this royal jelly. It's supposed to, you know, it's got a high sugar content. I think people try it to see if it, it's really high protein. It's supposed to be good for you. Hmm. Maybe we can just get the workers to, you know, <laughs> just to just keep producing it, you know, siphon it off. So not put, don't have them put it into the, into the larva. Uh, okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here, let me just, I'll go ahead and play it. CBS Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> You're having a bagel. <laughs> Enjoy maybe a little cream cheese on it. We all know how important insects are for the environment, but climate researchers say bugs could be a game changer in the fight to protect the planet in ways you may not have imagined. Tina Krauss has a story from London. Adding some insects to the mix is customary in the kitchen in some parts of the world. Now climate experts think the protein-packed pests could offer a real solution to the global food crisis. Scientists in Germany are not pushing to get the critters on your plate. They see another benefit. Our interest is to make uh, insects as an alternative for the use of soybean-derived proteins. Large-scale growth of soybeans has been blamed for extensive deforestation. Since farming insects takes less land and water, these researchers believe bugs could become the livestock feed of the future. To have a more sustainable production of proteins, we need alternatives, and I see insects as a perfect tool. Experts also developed a fungi that converts organic waste into a diet for these soldier flies. And you can make so many things out of insects and um, to make the world better. And with insect farming booming around the world, researchers are busy as bees looking for more climate-friendly fixes. Tina Krause, CBS News. It's estimated up to 1.2 trillion insects are raised on farms each year as companies race to find a high-protein, low-carbon solution to feed animals and the world's population. Hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is, what, this is what they have in store for us uh, because we have more than a billion people on the planet. If you remember from our previous episode, you have to institute... Uh, a dictatorship, uh, a fun, peaceful dictatorship, uh, including 
eating bugs. They are they're they're provoking famine. That's what they're doing. They're they're trying to destroy the traditional farming method and they're going to provoke famine. Not for everybody. They don't want everyone to die. Billion here, billion there. Uh, the the German dude uh, with the bugs that's a, a z- <laughs> the livestock <laughs> feed of the future to have a more sustainable production of proteins we need alternatives and i see insects as a perfect tool is a perfect tool pause more sustainable production so many things these people don't know anything what's that these people don't know anything about production they don't that has nothing to do with it they know that they can produce enough for the slaves. They can't even do that. They're going to be able to... Hey, just remember, they aren't planning on doing it for all 8 billion. They're only planning to do it for about a billion. But I thought they don't need the dictatorship if they call out 6 or 7 billion of us. Yes, but the, don't, don't forget, it's going to be peaceful. And so the peaceful means it has to happen in water that boils slowly. So it's going to take time. And you're going to have to you're going to have to feed some people while you're starving other people. Seems like they need to they need to save the bugs for later, like after the if people they have to start if they start feeding people bugs now people like as they sit and eat bugs might catch on to you know they might be like something weird's going on here as they're crunching on crickets well i think the bigger story though regardless of whatever they're doing with bugs it's part of the larger meta picture which is that they are going to just the same way they have crashed the oil economy here in the United States, at least, they're going to do it for the farming economy, for livestock. They're going to actually, this will mostly, it's like it said in the report, they're going after soy first because they're going to normalize your intake of it. You're not even going to know you're taking it in. Do you know how many products have soy in it? How many other oh, a lot. you know and it's, the, but there's and there's been a lot of propaganda. I don't know how if it's true or not, but there's certainly been a lot of fear propaganda against soy the last few years. Well, I don't I've even, got an alternative. I don't, I I pay extra money for chicken feed to not have soy in it. My eggs cost like $20 a dozen. Yeah, you know what's going to see because but, of the and, cost of feed with your feed soy should in have it. crickets in it. <laughs> you know, for chickens, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, my chickens they eat insects, right? They don't need the soy, but I think the soy is going to be replaced with crickets. That's listen to your dinner. This is your dinner. My chickens turn crickets into eggs. Yeah. Which is great. Bugs. Well, that's what's for dinner. I'm not going to eat them. 
You won't have to. You got a lot of chickens. And and dogs. So What else you got going you on? See? I What's the news? I had a busy week. I had a busy week. So aside from the bee work, uh, my son was in the hospital. He had a little procedure, and everything's fine, so that's good. Uh, he's doing great. Is he already up and but, running uh, around and running circles around you guys? Yeah. In fact, he seems like he's had a mental leap, and uh, he's he's doing great. He j- he needed some. Uh, he's 16 months old, and he needed some earplugs. Uh, earplugs. Ear tubes put in to help his ears drain, and. Uh, so that's over with, and he's doing great, uh, but he had to spend the night in the hospital, so I had to spend the night in the hospital, so uh, that was why we recorded last Monday, or this past Monday, instead of Tuesday. So I didn't get a lot of sleep, a little tired, haven't seen a lot of news, but I have seen this new giganto distraction <laughs> scam of Impeachment week. Have you seen it? Oh, yes. There there <laughs> were two like a, major impeachment calls, at least. What do you have? Two? Yeah. Well. Which one do you have? Do you have, do you have just one? Marjorie Taylor Greene is impeaching everybody. <laughs> yes, that's right. She's, wait, yeah, she has two on her own, doesn't she? But there's no, she's got Garland, Mayorkas, Ray, some but other people you never heard of. And now she's impeaching Biden. Uh, yeah, she's impeaching Biden. She's uh, this is where she's where you go dump impeachments if you want them to look crazy. Right, exactly. It's a total joke. This woman Sorry for people who like her. She is leading you astray. Total waste of space. Total setup. Tell people why you think she's leading them astray. Well, I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, all right. Do you remember... A couple, was it like a month or two ago when they were indicting Trump and there were protests down in Manhattan outside the courthouse and she had the big, this there was like a big news thing that came out where this crazy leftist Jamal Bowman congressman yes. from New York City, he he like blew up, went crazy on her there. Oh, that's right. They had a repeat performance. Right. So so this was so so this was then. This was just to because I don't know if everybody heard it. We talked about it then, but I I've got a couple short clips of it just to refresh everybody's memory. He so this is Jamal Bowman down there. And this is just for context of of like the big picture here with impeachment week. 
So we're coming together in new, different ways to reimagine, rethink, and redesign our democracy for a system that works for all of us. We're not going to get caught up in the, the back and forth and the, and, and the social media and the circus, and we're not getting caught up in that. Okay, he's not getting caught up in the back and forth and the social media and the circus. We're not getting caught up in that. Okay, here we go. A crime should be held accountable. Congresswoman. Get out of here! Get out of here! Get the hell out of here! Now that's him screaming at Marjorie Taylor Greene when she showed up down there. Get her up. That was right after he just said he's not getting caught up in the circus. And then he goes on. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to take her back to Washington and do something about gun violence. Do something about affordable housing. Do something about childhood poverty. Do something about climate change. Do your freaking job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You don't need to be in New York City talking that nonsense. Go back to your district. Okay, so that was in New York City. Now... You've already blown my mind. Because <laughs> I know what you're about to play. <laughs> You've blown my mind. Now she has impeachment week. Okay, she's a, she's she is impeaching everyone. I've never seen this before. You get an impeachment. You get an impeachment. You and get an impeachment. And she's called it. She's calling it impeachment week. <laughs> she's branded it. Is she's it actually. Yeah, she's actually calling it that. Wow. Okay, so now this is, I don't know if this is today or yesterday. Uh, she's outside the Capitol. And it looks like her and Bowman staged another encounter with each other. For some reason, he's insisting she needs to do something to save the party. It sounds like to, I think he's saying he's there's a theme with the with the Democrats to encourage Republicans to be more level-headed to save the party. For some reason, we're supposed to believe they that they, that that's going to help, you know, or that they're trying to come up with some sort well, of Well, they're getting that narrative out. They're owning that narrative space uh, because they know that, that that's what's coming up behind them with other – with. Uh, Democrats like uh, RFK <laughs> who represent and, that on the left. And she's responding with, uh, no, we need to save the country. Uh, get rid of Biden. Save the country. You got to save Biden. the party. And then she starts, no she starts chanting, impeach. There's no one around, really. But she starts chanting, impeach Biden. It's a bunch of by cameras herself. around her, right? Isn't it? There's cameras. Yeah. It's, it's this total, it's like a, it's a circus that Jamal Bowman's not supposed to participate in. More QAnon. No more Madden. No more CNN. No more debt ceiling. <laughs> he says no more QAnon. She says no more. Now this is a, this is our stateswoman and the GOP that is leading the charge for impeachment and saving the country. Okay, I don't hear this woman giving 
any sort of intellectually stimulating debate. She's not, she's just out there in the circus making a show. Nonsense. Come on now. Save the party. Save America. Save the children. Save the country. Do something about guns. Right. So close Come the border. Invest in close the border. Save the, the children. Is, the border is. The border is what children. Left. Hey, where are all the kids? About? Where are all the migrant what children? Kids? You guys have We're lost accepting them. them. We love no, them. No, you've lost we them. We love them. All right. I can't listen anymore. So the, yeah, the, I don't like listening to her either. I thought. There are headlines. There are headlines that Marjorie Taylor Greene owns Jamal Bowman. I have to say, I thought she actually did really well against him in that, but that that's neither here nor there <laughs> because I know what your bigger point is and I agree with your bigger point, but I do I do think that she, she did really well she, being just as stupid and ignorant as well, him. They took play they took part in the same game. And and you said that it was it he he was taking part in it and he wasn't supposed to. He definitely is, Jeremy. This is what blew me away. I saw the clip you're talking about that took place, uh, uh, what was it, on uh, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. And uh, I, to me, that looked uh, like, you know, again, he's, he's, I think, becoming brilliant at that. All right. And the way that he is bombastic and the and the the narrative points that he uses and the way that he uses it is he's got like a belligerence to him. And it's 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 I think it's extremely effective for for uh, what he's doing. But I had forgotten about the New York clip. I had forgotten that these two have done this before. And yeah. I'm convinced that this is a hundred percent coordinated by their people you you were the one that said it when we talked about it back then it was in episode 13 and you i don't have the clip but you talked when i was playing it then you're like i think they it looks to me like they coordinated yeah, this well. and i was and i and i agreed that was i didn't think of it then but it that it makes sense because they both get their headlines out of it yep. they're both they throwing their other. red meat they're both throwing their red meat at their base or their fan club yep. and in this exchange here you can see her she's she, she's like not even serious she's like laughing and then he's doing the same thing it was like really kind of jovial and jocular. Like, <laughs> like uh, it was like they We've done they it. knew we got it. It was like they <laughs> it was like they knew they staged it, right? And they could and they're like thinking like, is this too obvious? People are going to figure it's, this it out. It is absolutely <laughs> stepping into the ring, just like C, uh, Trump on CNN. It it is, uh, you know, we said he was the bad guy wrestler. And it gets a tremendous amount of eyeballs. They uh, they know this. He 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 has worked for WWF or WWE, whatever they are now. So he knows it very well. This is this is just the satellite version, the the on location version of that uh, in the street, in the uh, off uh, on the Capitol steps. No question. That's a setup. This is a setup all day long. And if you're cheering for her, you have fallen for it. And if you're angry at him, you've fallen for it. Totally. Totally. They're both in on this together. Yep. And 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 so so she's 
filed uh, these articles of impeachment against all, you know, like I said, uh, Garland, Mayorkas, Christopher Ray. She's got this whole thing going all week, and then she tops it off with Biden. And so I've got a little bit of her statements here. I, it was very weird. Did you see it at all? No. Okay. The wi- oh, I'm sorry. It's like her, her statement of uh, for uh, for, for Biden impeaching Biden. Yes, that one I yeah. saw. Did it look okay? She she was reading it, and did it look like she had ever read it before? She kept she, she stutters over it so many times, and she's reading this statement. It looked like she had never even read it; like somebody handed it to her to read. But it was a very unimpressive indictment. Do you of, have it of Biden? Yeah, listen. With the highest amount of solemnity that I announced solemnity. <laughs> My intention to that, introduce he, articles. It's, it's like of Saul Linsky. Yeah, Salam de Nimdi. Today, on the head of this America at last. Ex- what is that? The, on the this impeachment today on the head of this America at last. Executive branch. No, she's saying has been working this, so- this America last executive branch. It sounded like she said at last. It's my intention to introduce articles of impeachment today. On the head of this America at last executive branch. She said at last. She said America she? at last executive branch. Yeah, she she blew it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. I didn't think, I think that I agree with you. I think that's what she meant to right, say. I agree with you. But as I went well. back and listened to it a couple of times <laughs> and I'm like, she you. said America at last. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Yep. Today. On the head of this America at last executive branch that has been working since January 20th, 2021, to systematically destroy this country. That's not true. They're not trying to destroy this country. They're just trying to change it. They're trying to destroy the Constitution. <laughs> and, and she's got the date the pres- wrong. They've been doing, doing it much longer. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's what she's that was part of my beef with her outside with Jamal Bowman, you know, impeach Biden, save the country. Really? Right. That's going to save the country? Impeaching Biden? I don't think so. No. <laughs> President of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden. Joe Biden has deliberately compromised our national security by refusing to enforce immigration laws and secure our border allowed approximately 6 million illegals from over 170 countries to invade our country, deprive Border Patrol of the necessary resources and policies sufficient to protect our country. And his administration has willfully refused to maintain operational control as required by the law. He has allowed fentanyl, the number one killer of Americans between the age of 18 and 45 to overwhelmingly flood into our country and kill around 300 Americans every single day. These aren't just Americans. These are people's family members. These are their sons, their daughters, their brothers, their sisters, their mothers, their fathers, their cousins, aunts, and uncles. 
These are American families. His administration has lost complete contact with approximately 85,000 unaccompanied illegal alien children. And his policies have forced tens of thousands of illegal children into slave labor. Where are these kids? No one even knows. It's, hor it's horrible. Now, did you watch the actual press conference? I didn't. I only... I only caught this. No, uh, I only saw the clip. You know, she's right about everything clip. that she's saying. She's and right. These are impeachable totally. offenses, and it's just criminal that the <laughs> GOP establishment has dumped it on her. Well, the and 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 that's the thing is 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 that's what I what I was curious is is anyone else up there with her? Because to me, like she's at least in this clip, she. She looks like she's alone. Yeah, I don't know. Is like I don't see like, the wide Jim, shot. Like I don't. I never saw a wide shot. But to me, it's like this should have a wide shot. This should have like twenty five of the top Republicans yep. You're up right. there. If if it was for real, you're right. You know, this is if it was for real people. Right. If it was for real, McCarthy would have been up there. All you know, Jim Jordan. All the same people that were up at the other thing with Biden last week they would have had this big show set yep. but so to me they're setting and the, they're hanging this out for her to go after so that anybody that does want to impeach Biden you're on her team crazy lady who fights with Jamal Bowman outside and you're not going to be taken seriously. This isn't going to be taken seriously. If I wanted this to be taken seriously, all these things she's listing, the things he does, I'd be reading out like U.S. code, whatever violation. Like, tell me that. Like, name specific laws the guy's breaking. Make it and make a case. But this is just rambling about you don't like him. So she ends it. I'm going to skip ahead because it's just, it's too long. Everyone in the federal government. The Constitution outlines a very simple process to fire the corrupt officials serving in the federal government impeachment. Matthew Graves, Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland, Alejandro Mayorkas, and Joe Biden are all corrupt and unfit to hold office, and they all must be impeached. This concludes impeachment week. <laughs> she might as well have said, you know, like, please, I couldn't even believe clap. my ears. Please clap. Right. Wow. I couldn't even, I couldn't even believe my ears when I heard that. This concludes. Like, this concludes impeachment week. Uh, and yeah, and we'll, and talk to my buddy Comer. He's going to also, one day, he's going to tell you about the people in the White House that are pressure, pressuring the whistleblowers, uh, even though we know who they are. These, all these people are useless. And she's one of them. And she's throwing out all this red meat on impeachment week. It's making it to me. This is making a total joke and a mockery of the actual tool. And to impeach, can we just, let's just remind people that for a period of time, 
her media advisor was Milo. As far as I know, he's working with her again. Is that right? Yeah. What? That's what I heard. Oh, you're going to need to bring in a clip at some point, please. That's the that's the word on the street. Wow. Is that he's 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 running her PR, her media relations. That makes a lot of something. sense. That wow, that actually makes some sense. She's getting a lot of headlines. She's making very coordinated moves. So he had well, that kind of strategy. Till, he had the ability till, to do that. So the the G, the GOP they've got the votes to secure these impeachments. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get right, right on that. There they've was, got the votes. There is one impeachment so thing they floated that was that actually did look serious. I don't know if you saw this one. I don't have a clip of no. it. No. But it, uh, Anna Paulina Luna. Oh, I saw her. Yeah, what? To expel Democratic Rep Adam Schiff. Yes, I did see that. Now, that one actually looked like it was serious. Although I don't, I don't see so. that happening. But I think they're hanging that one on her, too. You know, like, let... It's, it's like, let but these people who... But is she known as being who, kooky, like... Like MTG. She's new. She's new, but she's she was one of the holdouts against McCarthy. This is revenge. This is McCarthy's revenge. Yeah, let them do it, and so that it doesn't go anywhere, and let it get laughed out of the building. They're not going to take Schiff out. I don't believe they will. And with her, they're not going to. They're going to give her the votes to impeach these people and send it to the Senate. When they don't have the votes in the exactly. Senate? Exactly. The whole thing is pointless. This is where I was say I said this in the last episode. The Republicans really run the risk of looking as though all they are doing is investigating and looking backwards and not doing anything about the plight people face right now. They have to do both. And all so they far, doing, all I, the only narrative I see is that they're investigating. All they're doing is helping the Marxist state. That's all they're doing. And she's not fighting it. She might look like she's fighting it, but she's not fighting it. She's, no, they made a controlled, very big deal, a very seven-figure deal with her. <laughs> this is controlled opposition. And here you go. What is it about? At least part of it. Did you see who she was talking to? She was on Bannon's show. Mm-hmm. Talking about it. Now, we have said that we're not accusing Bannon of being a spook. We would not we do don't that. No, We don't know for a fact. No, but he seems a little spooky. <laughs> and we know him. <laughs> we do know him. Was he always this spooky? <laughs> In retrospect, I think maybe. <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture. We know a lot of people that think he was. Someone we sent know me a, a picture lot of, of people him, Jeremy, that thought to, he was spooky. Uh, uh, he, of him very young. 
I think I sent it to you. Uh, I'm gonna try yeah, to find you it. You did. You texted Tell it. Tell me, me that he does not look like a he was CIA a, he, agent in this photo, in this image. Yeah. Well, he's a naval intelligence guy. Okay. And so he's some kind he's some kind of intelligence operative still, I believe. You're, hey, I'm just saying I don't know. I don't, I'm fact, not calling him a spook. That's okay. I just want to be clear. Maybe I'm saying get out your tinfoil hat for I'm me. I'm just saying he's a little bit spooky. Um, That's it. This is going to be very difficult never, for our I, audience. The, the crossover love for our, with, of our audience I mean, for I Bannon is... He was my boss for two years at Breitbart, and I never had any issues with him. We got along fine. Um, but there were definitely people there that had issues with him. Um, so, I don't know. There's people that think, you know, what's he up to? Especially when you go back, it's funny too, because when he was in the White House, and remember how he left the White House? He had that author doing like a profile on him, right? For his book, that I think his name was Wolf, Tom Wolf. It was or something. like very shocking that and, that the the way that he did that, the way that he Bannon was the guy that saved the campaign that told Trump to stick it to everybody and double down on everything and you're going to win. And then he won and he was in the inauguration. He was there. He was flying in the helicopter in Marine one and on the national security council. And all of a sudden he's on the record saying Trump committed treason (laughs) 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 for this book, for this author. Mm -hmm. And then he's out. And that was weird. And then you had Alex Jones was going crazy. Steve Bannon's the worst guy in the whole world. He's dead to me now. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he went crazy because then he, because Bannon testified as a witness in the Roger Stone trial. And so then Roger Stone was all out to get Bannon and Alex Jones went crazy. And then that all got undone. Then when Alex Jones had his lawsuit and all this other stuff, then Bannon had him on the show, and all of a sudden they were like best friends. It's it is like the WWF. It's like it, it, yes, all these different characters, and it's like who's friends with who, and I'm friends with him now, but now I'm not friends with him because he did this, and and they like each other, they don't like each other. So, anyways, she's on Bannon's show. And this is what I think the whole thing is about. Aside from destroying any, you know, potential reality of ever impeaching or, or bringing any criminals in the government to justice. Need help. I really need help from you all at home, and I really need you to join the impeachment team. You're going to join the impeachment team. This is on Bannon's show. And you can do that by going to impeachmentteam.com. You can be a citizen co-sponsor. Join the impeachment. I think she was listening to our show, maybe. We have citizen sponsors. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's getting citizen co-sponsors. Does she have any co-sponsors for her for her articles of impeachment in the actual House of Representatives? She's getting citizen co-sponsors. Team impeachmentteam.com and you can help me move the conference. They need to hear your voice. What do you mean voice. a co-sponsor? This is great. What do you mean a co They go there, they can sign up and become a they co-sponsor. They can sign on to these articles of impeachment as a citizen. It's a petition. Sign your name on there. And then- everybody who's following me, sign your name. <laughs> no one's ever going to see this list. Uh, is is she is it a an impeachment that's being filed at at petition.org? She says this is going to help move the conference. This is going to help move the conference. So she's telling you right there this isn't going anywhere yeah, with the GOP. It's not serious. But let me make sure we get a list of anybody that's willing to sign the petition. <laughs> right. So you can get put on that list. Okay. You're going to get you're going to put your name on her list. Don't add your name to and her so list. Gonna- add your name to our <laughs> list. Send your name to truth at truthbait.com. All right? That's what so you should gonna, be doing. We you're won't, gonna we're have- not going to put you on a government list. You're going to get your name on the government list. You're also going to get your name on the list for the for her fundraising emails. <laughs> Because she's working hard to bring justice to D.C. Then we will have more things for you to do. Call my colleagues. Call them. Don't yell at them. They don't need to be yelled at. Just inform them. Inform them. We support Marjorie Taylor Greene's articles of impeachment to end the weaponization of government. We're fed up with it. They're Call her in and say we support. And here's a new one. I'm going to go to. I'm going to Congress in just a few minutes because we've been called to vote. As soon as I finish voting, I will be dropping articles of impeachment on Secretary Mayorkas because our border is being invaded. It is being invaded with all types of people from countries all over the world. This is a true invasion, and we have to call it that. It's an invasion. Jeremy, 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 how much is left of her? (laughs) This is killing me, man. Her voice is so hard to listen to. And it's well, just, it, this is I'll BS. S- this is just garbage. I'll stop playing. <laughs> no, I mean, go I'm sorry. Go petition. ahead. I just needed a break. I needed a breather. I need a minute. Just, just I need some. <sighs> so she's got a big impeachment week. And you can get involved by signing her petition. How many petitions have you been asked to sign in the last decade and a half since the Tea Party? It is depressing. This is depressing. I mean, this is the same pattern over and over and over again with these people. And you get a new one. It's not just with them, Jeremy. It's the same pattern with us. With all of us out here who have the same reactions over and over and over again. Yeah. You had uh you had all these Tea Party heroes in the you know, coming off of Obama uh Obama's first term, right? Who were they? Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> the <laughs> guy worked, was like a hero. Out. That guy was like a hero of the Tea Party in the beginning. 
rode into office on the Tea Party wave. Joe Walsh. These are all Illinois guys. Joe Walsh was a huge one. Mm-hmm. Big firebrand in the Congress. Turns out to be the biggest never Trumper ever. This whole shtick now is bash Trump. Support Democrats instead of Trump. Support anybody instead of Trump. So, and you had all the, all the other ones too. There was the Scott Brown out in Massachusetts, the big Senate race. That was going to stop Obamacare. Didn't do it. How about Fox News, our hero? Right. And now this is MTG. MTG, the counter, the counter punch to AOC. No, she's not. She's, she's the comrade of AOC. Well, I think that she is, has worked out a, a deal. I think she's worked something out for herself. So she comes out now with the articles of impeachment. She came out with the uh, national divorce. She's extremely prominent. She is uh, McCarthy's little pit bull. And anything, anything that has to do with justice is going to be attached to her. And it's going to be attached to crazy, and it's not going to go anywhere. But you can sign her petition and get on her list. Or you can sign ours. (laughs) Come on, how good was that? It's pretty smooth. That was pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached that point in the program where we get to tell you how it's done. We use a little something called the value for value model. Uh, You may have noticed there are no corporate sponsors of this podcast. That's because we do not, we reject all corporate sponsorship, Jeremy. uh, Didn't Mentos try and sponsor us? And we said, no, I love fresh breath, but no. Well, I wasn't going to be doing any kind of commercials where you slide through the back of a limousine and pull <laughs> Mentos out of your pocket. Fanta. Uh, we were entertaining Miller Lite, but no, they blew themselves up too. No, we do not have corporate sponsorship. We can't give you the truth of truth bait with corporate sponsorship. That is why we rely on citizen sponsors, our producers, our listeners, our our producers, our listeners are our producers, to get that correct. Um, uh, the value for value model is very simple. You're listening to this program. You're hearing the things we're telling you. You listen to Jeremy's amazing analysis of Marjorie Taylor Greene's real, uh, actual truthful position vis-a-vis all of these impeachments. 
Th- that is analysis you're not getting anywhere else. Do you find that of value? If you do, please return the value to this podcast. One of the best ways that you can return the ba- the value to this podcast is go rate the show. I don't, you know, there's a lot of apps out there that people use to listen to the show. Uh, some people listen to it uh, through a web browser. Some people listen to it on their Androids. Actually, Androids, I think, surpassed everything else at this point now. I think Androids are ahead of Mac o- uh, iOS. Whatever you're listening on, go to Apple, go to Spotify. If your uh, the platform you listen on allows you to rate the show, go rate the show, leave a comment. Oh, we did get a new comment, Jeremy. Yeah, there is. I just there I just pulled it up on um, Apple. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. You want to read it? Five star, five star rating from B Runner twenty five. I've totally been baited, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. That is I amazing. absolutely love the show and everything about it. Well, they don't even dislike anything. <laughs> they don't even dislike anything about the show. I, I, are you debating it's, this issue? No, I just I like to hear that. <laughs> I think that's know. a I think that's a very sensible comment. It is and, very and shows very good judgment from B Runner. That's it. This one I don't know though. It is very interesting and funny at times. You're reading that incorrectly. It's very interesting and funny at times. Oh, it's both. It's very interesting and funny at times. Yes. Okay. No, wait, I think it's, see, I think it's saying it's always interesting. And then bonus, it's funny at times. Yeah, but I want to be funny all the time. No, we're not clowns. Well. But you are very funny. I will give you that. You are very funny. At times. And I'm not saying that you're here to amuse me. Definitely my favorite podcast by far, exclamation, exclamation, Thank you so much for taking the time to do the show. Keep up the good work! Exclamation! Exclamation! Well, thank this you so a, much for taking the time you to write so that. Much. Yes, thank you, B Runner Twenty Five. Uh, that is that's a great review. That's value. Thank value. you. Value. Thank you. We also have new more ratings now. We have eleven. So two more ratings. <laughs> <laughs> two, That's good. two additional producers have been inspired to rate the show. <laughs> hey, it's starting to add up. Uh, plus, I think, like I said, more people are listening on Android, and I have a feeling that if they're on Android devices, they're not they're listening not through gonna Apple. They're not going to make Apple podcast reviews. Even still, we're well on our way to 12 ratings. Go to Spotify. I think if we, I don't think that a rating shows up yet for us on Spotify because enough people have to rate it. So maybe that's what we should be asking people to do is go to Spotify and rate it on Spotify. On their phone, you have to do it on your phone. You can't do it from a desktop app. Right. That's how I did it. I bet you could do it from like an iPad or a tablet, too. It just has to be an iOS device. Right. It's got to be like a a phone app, a Spotify app on your phone. So go to Spotify, I don't think you can do it on a browser. Another piece of value is to uh, send us story ideas, send us tips, send us clips, 
Truth at truthbait.com. Truth at truthbait.com. We did receive something from uh, Alan in Joliet, not the prison. Uh, Cambridge University recently canceled a film screening of Birth Gap, Childless World, and discussion with the film's writer, director, and producer, Stephen Shaw, after protesters called his theories regarding the steep decrease in human birth rates sexist and misogynistic. Now, I have not... Thank you, Alan, for writing in and telling me about that. I have not had a chance to look at that interview yet, but I did watch the first half of Birth Gap, which is available on Rumble. The second half, I have not had a chance to see, but apparently is on uh, the birthgap.com website, and I should actually confirm that that's birthgap.com. Let me make sure. Uh... get it yet yeah that's actually that's a typing sound effect that was not me actually typing uh no it wasn't i don't believe you (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh it is birthgap.org okay so the basic premise is that there are a number of reasons why there is a massive decline in the birth rate and it's hidden because what is this what is the statistic that you normally think of when you think about birth rates what is the statistic i normally think about when i think about birth like rates? when they talk about birth rates in the media they normally talk about how many children per couple how many how many yeah. children per family so, like 2.7 children per family. Right? You, you, you familiar with that? Just general? Because it's not 2.7. Well, I, You're just saying yes, that just they general. say something like a number. What, what yeah, do you think right. it is right okay. now? What do, you, what do you think it is? In America or in the yeah. world? Let's ask producer GPT. In America, I think it's like 2.1. Maybe it's down to 1.9 and point. Eight or seven is supposed to be unsustainable for any culture to survive, I believe. Let's see. Uh, Producer GPT is being ambiguous. 1.5, you think it is? I think it's 2.1 or 1.9. Okay. Either way, we only really focus on that metric. And what what this film says is that the real metric you need to look at is not that. That is a metric, but that's not the metric. The, the metric is how many women are having children at all. Because that statistic is only of the people who are having families. Mm. And that is what has declined dramatically where it used to be something on the order of, I think it was, I have to to go, I have to do a, I'm going to do a deeper dive. I'm going to watch the rest of the film. I'm going to watch the event that he, that was shut down. And we're going to talk more about this in a future episode. 
but you know, say the number was one in tw- one in twenty didn't have children. It's one in three now. Wow. One in three, and so and it also is make makes the point about how the United States has a delayed effect because we have so much incoming immigration. Ring a bell. I know one group of people I associate with regularly on Sundays that is working to undo all of it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> it's more important than anybody might know because th- this is, and I think that the reason uh, Al might have sent this is because it is part of when, you know, we were discussing in the last, uh, in the last episode uh, about why they're bringing people across the border. Why are they facilitating this? And uh, I think in the past, we actually maybe it was even two or three episodes ago, we were talking about uh, the, the theory that uh, the Catholic church is in on it because they're getting a lot of money for it. And they're, uh, they're replacing people in the pews who are, who are, as the pews are emptying out um, and the, 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 the billions of dollars that they get for, from the government for helping facilitate it. So I think that that's, that this is part and parcel of that. We are using the immigration to stave off the effects of the birth gap, but eventually you run out of that. Well, you've got, but you've also got then the erosion of, you know, Anglo-American culture, right? Because if if Americans aren't reproducing, and then you have however many fewer women actually having children, also, and then you overrun the country with foreigners then you're probably exponentially increasing the speed at which you can wipe out the Anglo-American culture. I think that that backfires tremendously if the people coming in embrace the Constitution. I think that is the, that's the key. I think this can all play in the Constitution's favor if we just believe in the Constitution and spread it like wildfire. A lot of rights in that thing. Wait until they find out the Democrats want to take away all those rights. Well, with those rights comes a lot of racism and oppression. <laughs> right, exactly. So let's not. Get well, that's where I got. Away. That's where I said we have to believe in it. We have to believe in it. Uh, uh, the other thing that it blames the the child gap on is uh, things like the oil shock in the 1970s when OPEC stopped exporting oil and economies crashed ours japan germany and that that's really when it started to happen the families people began making the calculation we can't, we can't afford to have big families anymore people got scared I think that also you could say that I haven't seen anything in the film yet that says I've, this. So I've seen statistics, though I don't have them on me, 
that would dispute that actually that it's the the wealthier a society becomes the fewer children they have there's more to because, right it's no, well no it, it, they, it, the film is not saying it's one thing I, yeah. th- there's that there's f- vaccines that have saved a lot of lives. There's plenty of vaccines that have saved a lot of lives. You may dispute that. I don't know. <laughs> you and I have never really talked about that in depth. Um, the, uh, people, healthcare improving, people living longer. There's less need. There's less urgency in people's minds to, especially in the cosmopolitan mind in the city, to have more children. So it's a, it's a combination of factors. You know, then you add the clot shot in, but I think this movie was before that. Um, that's what I'm saying to you. I, I, there's more to look into here. And I think that you can bring a bunch to the table too. So I think we need to, we need to essentially table this and, and bring it back in a future episode when we've had time to dig into it. Because it's fascinating. I, I think the birth gap is being probably largely engineered. Oh, for sure. Look at the push for murdering babies. The infant, the infantile, the law, the longevity of the infantile of the modern man. Infantileness. I think that maybe that's the way I'm trying to say it. The modern man acts like an infant well into their thirties. Not an infant. infant uh, adolescent. It, it, infantility. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a producer. <laughs> please write in truth and truth fate. Uh, producer dictionary. Could you please come over here? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that, that prevents people from, prevents men from wanting to have children. Ah, you mean the immaturity? Yes. The immaturity of the men. juvenile, the extended juvenile adolescence of the modern man. Yeah, well, you got a lot of guys at the age of being capable of getting married and having families instead stay home and play video games or go to the bars or, right. or do all kinds of amusements. Right. Yep. So these are all elements that that play in. Yeah, for sure. And women, I think, do the same thing. I just think that it informs what is happening on our border. It's a it's a piece. It's part and parcel of what's happening on our border. That's why I think it's important. I think that's why Al, Al sent it to us. I guess I'll have to watch the movie. It's good. The first half of it, anyway. I don't know how it ends. I don't think it ends well. I don't mean that about you know what I mean. The movie or 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 I, I don't history. think that I think the movie might be produced very well in the end. <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Anything else? What else do we have? Well, thank you, Al. Thank you, B runner. Uh, you did the bugs. I think. Did you have something? Else? No, that 
Did you have something else? Oh, I else? do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I do. <laughs> do you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Going in both directions. Uh, somebody sent me this in a text thread. And let me see. I should actually make sure to see if I can give credit or if it was given to me anonymously. Let's see here. Yeah, it came in anonymously. And it is a mashup of Democrats terrified that their vegetables aren't going to be picked and their bathrooms aren't going to be cleaned. This is classic. I mean, you're going to have vegetables rotting in the fields. You're going to have construction sites that will lie dormant uh, or certainly will struggle to get workers to be able to, uh, to, to, to help make sure that they can make progress. Of course, this is for because of you know wanting this to prevent immigration, illegal right? immigration. They want illegals. <laughs> they want illegals to to pick their vegetables. To pick their vegetables. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are no way helping. No way. Watch us. Put- uh, and I'm sorry that no way, no way that is coming from uh, the clip that that I grabbed. No way. Helping. No way. Watch us. Put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. Immigrants pick the food we eat, clean our homes, and look after the most precious in our families. We have a shortage (laughs) of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. Wow! I mean, that is this is like we need our slaves back to pick the cotton. Hold on, somebody makes that point. Party of 2023, Sean. I really mean this. Sounds a lot like the Democratic Party of 1863. Just listen to some of those clips you played, using short-term economic justifications to justify illegal and immoral behavior. The vegetables will rot in the field. We need people to pluck our crops. This is the thing that Democrats were saying in the South in the 1860s to justify a different form of immoral and illegal behavior in the form of slavery. Now they're using that justification for illegal immigrants to be able to turn the other way and abandon the rule of law. Sean, I refuse to stand by and watch this idly. I'm actually going to the south side of Chicago on Friday. Not a popular stop for many Republicans on a campaign trail, But America first includes all Americans. And even though that is a black community that mostly votes Democrat on the south side of Chicago, they too are being plagued by this same trend where high schools are being taken over and turned into encampments for illegals crossing the southern border. Of course, that has to come on a Friday. Is that Vivek? (laughs) That is Vivek. Or Vivek. 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 Oh, it's been a while. I forgot what right. we were. Somebody video, wrote it and corrected us. What was the it? The video said Vivek. Vivek. Ramaswamy. <laughs> Ramaswamy. I trust you. That's what it said. Vivek. That is just, it's stunning. So that's Friday. That's today. Yep. That's what I'm saying. He had to do it on a Friday. So we'll have to bring you clips of that on Tuesday, perhaps. If something more stunning doesn't happen in the meantime. I wonder if Paul's going to go see him. Oh, did you hear about Disney? 
What about Disney now? More breaking news from Disney this afternoon. One of its newest hotels at Disney World is about to close its doors for good. Reports say Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will make its final voyage in September. The two-day hotel experience has been open less than a year. <laughs> it just it's been open less than a year. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what is that like inside edition or something? W E S H two news. Wow. Yep. Uh they've been open a year. This was the hotel that wanted was like uh, six thousand dollars for a family of three or four for two nights in their wow. in, in their captive space hotel. What if you want to stay more? You can't. It's a two-night experience. That's it. There's no pool. You know, for people who've never been to Disney, part of going to Disney, if you were able, wherever you're staying, you hope that the place where you're staying has a pool because any time that you can spend in the pool is time you're not spending money in the park. <laughs> so, but they have no pool. There's no pool. There's no workout room. There's none of the amenities that you would get in any of the hotels, you know, part of Disney or surrounding Disney. Uh, six grand. That's, wow. It's amazing that they went out of that they're going out of business after a year. Disney's just collapsing. That wasn't doesn't sound very well thought out. No, I think I like the way it's ending up though. the The Rebel Alliance, is, f- the Rebel Alliance, has <laughs> crumbled, my friend. It's a feel. No, that's the Empire. No, no, no. They were the Rebel Alliance. This was a Rebel ship. Oh, is that right? Yeah. No, oh, well, it wasn't a rebel why... ship. No, it was a ship. It was a, a an empire ship that like had rebels on it, and the they, captain like, was stole like a rebel it or something. That's well, why they it's were, like, failing. It was... it's, the entire thing is propaganda. It, it, you know, there are rebels that try to exist inside the system, and they're, they they work sort of underground inside the system. The entire thing is a propaganda piece to show the failure of the rebel alliance. The superiority <laughs> right. of the yeah, empire. You're right. Ooh, that empire is evil. Disney is still going to go on. <laughs> well, the Disney will go on uh, limping along, but we... Your pathetic <laughs> rebellion will fail. Speaking of the empire and the... Did you see Feinstein? <laughs> I don't like to talk about the way people look so much. It's not nice. You don't even have to. I, I think everyone knows exactly what you just did. <laughs> but when I saw that woman reappear this week, oh, I, I did had a dark she thought actually about that. play the Emperor in Return of the Jedi? Right. I, I had, my dark thought about that was that she doesn't have long left, and they brought her out to to get the votes out of her they can. Yeah, she doesn't look healthy. No. She definitely also looks like the Emperor. Oh. You're right. All she needs is a hood. Scary. (laughs) I have been scarred. Yeah. Well. Jeez. We're in good hands. These are the people that are... How did they do it? These senile octogenarians. 
It's, uh, it's how you know they're, they're just covered. prettier. They're just well, covered. Well, you know what? MTG is going to save us. Because June is going to be impeachment month. <laughs> the truth bait community is who is going to save us. Right she, at the truth at truthbait.com. She's going to add 30 more people to impeach all at the same time. Who are our producers today? Al and Joliet? And whoever B Runner 25 is. Yep. Thank you, B Runner and Al. Everybody share the show. It's a little short today. We've had a we've had a week full of distractions and we've appeared as we've promised both Tuesday and Friday to the best of our ability. Yeah, even with a shorter show, Jeremy, I, I still think that your your analysis of the MTG uh, WWE event <laughs> outside the of hoax. Congress. It's the MTG hoax. What would her wrestling name be? <laughs> That's it. That's it. She's um, mad, 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 Margie Green, <laughs> mad, mad, <laughs> mad, Margie Green. <laughs> I'm going with mad, Madge. Uh Yeah, it's a show. It is a show. And that's how you know from from the youngins, from young MTG all the way up to the octogenarians. But it, it's a short. This was a short show. But Jeremy, I think your your analysis of that situation brought the truth. So we don't Thank need you. a two hour show today. No, we don't. We can extend this ending to two hours, though. Oh, we need a uh, magic word. Do you remember the previous magic word? I forgot. Oh, I do. I know it. Canadian beans. Beans. Canadian beans. But nobody gave it to us. No one yeah, gave it up. I got one from Jenny in Wisconsin. You did? Yes. Oh, very nice. Jenny in Wisconsin won with Canadian beans. What's the code word for today? The code word for today is... Impeach everyone. <laughs> I love it. Impeach everyone. Maybe that should be the title of the show also. Impeach everyone. Okay. Impeach everyone. That could be the title and the code word, but no one's going to know it's both unless they listen to the end. That's perfect. I like that. All right. Impeach everyone. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Episode 27 is in the can. And now, back into the sea of clickbait with us all. <laughs>